Hey friends, welcome back to the Stay Forth Leadership Podcast and our final episode of our summer series, Words to Live and Lead By. It's been quite the journey. We've covered a lot of content. We hope that it has stuck with you, but we're not over yet. Alan, um, where have we been this summer and really where are we headed? Yeah, first of all, that that idea of a journey. Um, years ago, I was a mountain guide and uh, just had the privilege actually to guide our leap year crew up a 13,000 foot mountain. And that's what I think about as I'm coaching one-on-one as we were crafting this summer series. Um, leadership is a journey. Life is a journey. And there are pieces of it that you're sucking wind and you're going, I don't know that this was the best idea for me to climb this mountain. This wasn't fun. Uh, and then there are moments where you have these false summits that you go, you know, certainly that's the top. And then you get up there and you're like, nope, we're actually a few summits away from the top. Um, and then, of course, the joy when we do hit a different summit and we get the views and the challenge. And so literally we were at 13,000 feet together celebrating the end of leap year and just what an incredible accomplishment it was doesn't mean it was easy in fact it was very challenging for each person uh and that's what i experienced years ago as a mountain guide that's what i get to experience as a coach so that's why uh jonathan and i wanted to frame this summer as a journey and so we'd often say as we'd reflect if you didn't listen to the summer series we invite you to go back and we think it's both timely and timeless but we um say we want you to reflect on this and we'll see you up ahead. Some people were on their mountain bikes. Some people were walking, jogging, uh, hiking out in nature and creation this summer as many people get outside and do that. Some people chose to be on the back porch. But regardless of whether you were physically moving, we wanted this to be a movement and a journey through some of the most relevant topics that we talk through and really coach into leaders. And frankly, we never have these mastered. That's the thing. These words um, and we're going to get personal with you in this episode. Um, these words, we are constantly maturing into how we approach these. And frankly, um, they're going to come back and, you know, kind of bite us in some different ways later. And we're going to need a different approach on them. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the journey piece of it. And um, I heard some great feedback. So thank you for sharing the feedback on the reflection piece. And we will actually be um, putting some of that feedback into future episodes in terms of more reflection. I know that uh, it really allowed time and space um, for people in a busy world, uh, a couple minutes at a time to, to be able to do that. I'm curious, Jonathan, for you, um, as we crafted this, we didn't think about ourselves. We honestly, we thought about the listener, um, but there's always one that feels a little more relevant to us. Which of these topics really hit home for you the most? Yeah, it's interesting you say that um, because, you know, as we're thinking through conceptualizing this and putting in the work of figuring out, okay, where do we want to go? What do we want to, where do we hope to end up? What's the message we want to convey through these? Um, we're recalling conversations, emails, you know, things that we've picked up along the way that we've heard that other people are saying because we're like, okay, this is relevant, but you're right. One of them always will jump out to us and we're learning from these at the same time. So for me, it was team. Um, I think in today's culture and the way most of us can find ourselves living and leading, you know, on the edges and pushing it really far, we can kind of lose sight of that, 
one, we bring something unique to the table, right? Like if you go back and listen to the episode on team, you'll hear me say, I push back on the definition of there's no I in team, you know? Yes, it's not about you, but there are a bunch of I individuals who all have a unique design, who all have a unique set of skills that come together for the betterment of the whole, right? To where the sum is greater than all the parts, but all the parts really matter. So that's important. I think we lose sight of that. Also, it can feel lonely being in leadership. Your your life can feel lonely at times, and you have to realize that I may not be part of a physical team. Like I work fully remote. Like Alan, you and I work at a distance, and we we don't connect regularly, but you can surround the team around you, people that you can go to for support. They may not be able to fully relate what you're doing, but you can talk about, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm doing. So you have that place to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really an extension of community. And I think that's one of the things we're missing in our culture. Like people try to be a lot of, you know, take the lone wolf approach or the solopreneur or, you know, I, I'm just going to do this just because I can get it done faster. It's not healthy. It may be for a season, you may have to push harder, but it's not sustainable. So I think the constant reminder that we have different types of team and team looks different for all of us, but we all are a valuable piece of something bigger than us. And finding and creating that in the spaces where it's lacking is so important. Yeah. And I think the the key word there is creating it. We have to wrap teams around us. Yeah. We all have a strange setup for work these days. And there are organizations, maybe you work for a large organization, but you're fully remote. We have business leaders that listen in. We have nonprofit leaders that listen in. And we have ministry leaders that listen in. And we have small organizations, huge organizations. And sometimes leaders can feel alone on a huge team. Sometimes leaders can feel alone as a solopreneur. And there really is no such thing as a solopreneur. Like you're saying, Jonathan, I think that when we talked in that episode about life teams and wrapping people around you that you need discernment, you need advice from, maybe you have a coach that's part of your team, work teams and pulling that team around you, even when you don't think that you need it, your family team um, that hopefully creates covering for you. And then a team of people who are praying for you regularly. And that's been big for me. I'll I'll kind of share a little bit of my um, takeaway here in a little bit, but I, I thought what would be helpful is actually to go back through mine happens to be the last one um, that we covered. And so this idea of journey this summer, I want to give you a, just a brief snapshot. Uh, the first word that we covered was was change. So if you are a human, let alone a leader, you have both navigated change yourself and helped other people to navigate change. And that is one of the most challenging things about leading is that we're leading through change. The future is shifting. The present is is often shifting. And we talked about how important it is to have grounding through the change, but also to understand that that's going to usher us into new and exciting innovations and terrifying fears along the way. Change as a leader, especially is terrifying. The next word we talked about was failure. And we're just hitting you up front with a couple of hard ones right there. And if you do not deal with failure, like lowercase f failure and failures 
along the way, then you're not going to be able to deal with the big failures, the capital F failures along the way. And um, that right there, I just think is so important. That's actually shaped our team at Stay Forth is trying new things and experimenting and going, nope, that didn't work. And sometimes even things that succeed, we say those are good, but it would be a failure if we continued along the way. The next word was overwhelmed. This is a word that we use a lot at Stay Forth. It's actually the number one word that people come to our coaches saying, I am overwhelmed. And we talk about underwhelm, overwhelm, but what we're really looking for is that spot and tension in the middle of whelm. What does it look like to live and lead whelm where you're at your capacity, you're stretching maybe 10%, but not 50% where you feel like you're always behind and how we talked about overwhelm as pre-burnout. And frankly, if you are overwhelmed and you have been for a while, you need to pause time out and to go back and actually address those things. Once in a while, I'll take a day and I will just deal with the things that feel overwhelming to me, whether it's my inbox. Today is a content day. So later today, I am going to take on, I don't know, 12 to 15 pieces of content that need to be created. And that can feel overwhelming last week, but I said, nope, I've got a day for it. I will deal with it. The next one is consistency. That's not a word we love uh, as leaders many times, but it's one thing to create something. It's a whole nother thing to continue to create things consistently over time. What we say at Safe Forest is that consistency breeds credibility. Consistency breeds credibility. You want to be credible with other people? Keep showing up and keep doing things well and with excellence. Hold to your daily values. Hold to your daily rhythms. Hold to the things that you've committed to, that you told your team, I will do this and be able to deliver on this. Consistency doesn't get a whole lot of press in the leadership space, but I'm telling you, I trust people who just stay consistent. Over it's time. also not perfection. Yes. Talk about the difference there. I think we can look at, at least for me, consistency means if I've set this momentum, like this is what consistency looks like. And I came out of a season that way where for two years, my consistency was like, this is what my schedule looks like. This is what my rhythms look like. It was do, 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 going, going, going. And it's easy to say, this is the pace that I've set. This is what consistently consistency looks like. And then when we have to navigate change and something shifts and we need to move, if we're not aware of it and say, no, 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 this is not the standard this is not the level of perfection you have to tell ourselves we're not perfect right there's consistency and there's excellence they kind of go hand in hand if i'm doing if i'm consistently showing up and doing the best that i can with what i have to create and to invest in myself and those around me the best with what i have that's great but striving for that oh i've been doing this for so long so i have to stay that way sets a standard of perfection and performance that's not sustainable and the minute something changes if you're not aware of it what happens your overwhelm goes to the roof yeah it, it's so important to say what we're not talking about there's perfection and back to change things are going to change in your life and in your leadership our systems are going to need to change sometimes we just hit the right rhythm Right. then we've got to shift. So a leader that's consistent doesn't necessarily always have the same routine mm -hmm. or rhythm, but they constantly have one that works for them. Mm -hmm. And so we're about to shift right now into the fall. I mean, my kids are back to school and our family rhythm changes. And there are some consistencies to last year, but the reality is we need to build in consistency if my kids are going to feel safe, if they're going to excel in this next season. The next word that we covered was identity. Now, this one 
it hits hard for some and others say, no, I've been doing the work. I've been seeing my counselor. I've been praying deeply, doing a lot of spiritual formation work around this. Our identities are never fully formed in that sense. Like we always need to be working on our spiritual formation and we always need to be realizing that we're God's kid. We're deeply and dearly loved. And so we wanted to put the identity piece first because we always talk about identity as the roots. And, and what grows out of that is actually the next episode, which is that second I word of impact. So identity as the roots and then impact as the fruits. And our core verse is Ephesians 2.10, where we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God's prepared in advance for us to do. But first it starts with who we are, then it's what we do. And the problem is we get that flipped around and we have our worth, we think, from what we do. And instead, that's not how God sees us is for what we do. It's actually as his kids. And from that love, we get to create from that identity, we get to create impact. And so those are two big words we wanted to put together two weeks in a row, our identity, who you are, the impact, what you get to do and how you get to participate with God, the father in his work. It's a pretty special combo there. And frankly, one that I always need to go back to that I think, oh, man, my identity is maturing. Um, but man, sometimes it gets off track, uh, particularly in a, in a growth season or a season that we're really excited about it or feel overwhelmed or behind. Um, that can be an identity marker. I think it can get off. I mean, even, you know, you said people, you know, it either hits really hard or it doesn't because you're like, oh, I've got that, you know, under, I've done so much spiritual formation. I'm solid where I'm at, but I still think it's something to always be reminded of because it's, doesn't it doesn't matter how sure you are and how sure footed you are i mean even the strongest roots still have to be cultivated and nurtured and cared for and being aware of things like comfort you know where am i where am i feeling overly comfortable right now where are things going and and getting to be like okay this feels really good you can lose sight of you can begin to lose sight of what's around and then you can still slip into this okay, I need to remember I am not this, like this does not define me. This is who I am. This is where I'm at. This is what I get to do. Um, so I still think it's something like you said, just a good thing to always remind yourself of. Huge. And for me, the biggest reinforcer of identity is Sabbath and then extended time away. You know, times like vacation, the summer remind me that my role as a dad is way more important than my role as a podcaster or as a coach. And uh, that is so important for us to draw away. And that weekly Sabbath, we're going to continue to talk through as just a major tool to form and shape your identity. The next one was effectiveness. Now, this is a huge word for us. And we actually lead cohorts on effectiveness. And let me tell you why. My favorite definition of this is by Peter Drucker. And he, and he says that effective is about doing the right things well doing the right things well. And that has been the basis for our effective leader cohort. So we have two of these, we have two options coming up for these. Hopefully you've gotten the emails, you've heard about it, the link is below to sign up. And so this in many ways is going to be a lot of the foundation of us pushing forward. Every leader that I coach has an issue with, okay, what are the right things? And then of course, once we have those, now how do I do those well? With the right things comes what are the wrong things I'm not supposed to be doing, things I don't have time for, and that's where boundaries come in, priorities. So that is a loaded phrase. We understand it, a loaded word of effective. That's why we take 10 sessions, and there are 10 skills that an effective leader 
must have if they're going to live and lead well for the long haul. We're going to do an intro week to that as well. So we're going to give you a bonus, which is 11 weeks of that. We just think that it's the best bang for your buck of anything that we do at Stay Forth is the effective leader cohort. Again, there are two of them so that we can fit within your schedule that you already have this fall. So we're really excited about that. We want to help you do the right things well. Great news, friends, is that leadership isn't just something that's born into you. It's actually something you develop and there are core skills around that. And so that's me paying attention in hundreds of conversations, thousands of hours uh, with leaders realizing, man, if we don't get these 10 things right, then a lot of other things derail along the way. The funny thing with the word effective to me that always gets me and why I think these cohorts are so important and why this word was so important to the series is that so many people push towards efficiency. Like efficiency is the marker to be like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. We can, we can get this done faster, smoother, with less resistance. You know, everything is optimized for efficiency from tech to the cars we drive to our teams and the way our minds are, are being, you know, rewired to think, oh, if I can do all of these things at a moderately lower level, but faster and quicker, it's ultimately better in the long haul. And it's not. And so to tell someone, hey, the better leader is the effective one, often get some head turners like, wait a minute. To me, that seems like you're just saying to be good enough. And it's not. And to increase your effectiveness is what's so much more important. So it's a big pushing against the grain of what uh, the leadership landscape looks like and what has been the norm for so long. So um, I love it. And I love what we talk about in these sessions. Agreed. Agreed. The next one is also pushing against the grain. We discussed this earlier was team. And we reframe team, I think, in a way that everybody can understand. Again, you may say, oh, my team is decentralized or I don't really have a team. No, everybody has a team. And if you don't, then you need to pull that around you. I have close friends. I have people that I send ideas to and have them look at that. Jonathan and I are on a team together. We have a team uh, approach. And so we want to take an idea or concept. We were actually just working out some content in, in terms of what's ahead. We'll ping pong that back and forth before that even goes out. I led Leap here with a team. Karen and I co-hosted that together. Jonathan, any more thoughts on team? I just, I, I think it's something that we really need to pay attention to, especially as, as we approach seasons where, you know, we know that things are going to become more full demands increase or any anything that gives you a sense of angst or apprehension or excitement of something that you're going to do it's important to you know create and surround yourself with a support system that functions as a team whether it's through you know in the business space if you don't have an actual team find other people that do something different and surround yourself. I have a group of people that all office out of the same coffee shop I go to. And we're basically, it's a life team of, you know, entrepreneurs and business, business guys and gals. And we'll just sit and talk sometimes. And it formed out of just intentional conversation, family team, you know, a, important for a place to go so that you can find support and, you know, having someone to make big decisions and bounce ideas off with. If you need something read, yeah. I mean, we could go on for hours. The team is so essential. And if there's one thing you're doing this fall, I would beg you and challenge you to identify the team around you and what are some opportunities to create that team around you. Yeah, good word. This is a great time to reevaluate team. The next one was communication. And we have a unique take on communication. The phrase that I use in this effective leader cohort, actually one of the 10 skills is communicating from context with clarity. 
Clarity is a big word for us, but you could communicate with clarity. So clearly, here's the decision, but without the context, people aren't tracking. It's incredibly important for us to go back and show our work, show our steps along the way. And what I've found is that when we communicate from context with clarity, here's how we got here and here's what the decision is, people are almost always reasonable about it. You can never guarantee it, but now we need good communicators right now. And if you are a leader, you are a communicator. It doesn't say you're a good communicator. It doesn't say you're doing it well right now. But if you are a leader, you are a communicator. In fact, it's the essence of being human is actually communicating. And communication in all forms that we give it, whether it's through video calls and the signals that we're giving off, whether it's through our words, through notes, through emails, through text, we are communicators. And so that is one of the areas we really need to dial in on um, this fall, especially um, the busier we are, if we have an efficiency mindset, like we talked about, our communication tends to be short and tends to be not enough to be able to explain why we are making the shift. And the last one is a big topic, one that matters deeply to us. We wanted to come in for a really impactful ending, and it is health. In this episode, we covered margin and living with the grain of your wiring is really important to us living at your capacity. The opposite of that, if we're unhealthy, then we are living way over our capacity. And uh, we make commitments that we can't cash those checks in terms of the energy, or, you know, just even delivering on the things we told people, we live against the grain of our wiring, and it is always going to end up poorly for us. And then the last thing is like, pushing past the margin that we need um, in that time and, and in that season. And, and that one's actually been a really interesting one for me to reevaluate. Again, we didn't plan this for Jonathan and I, um, but but that's one that, that's been really helpful for me to reevaluate in this season. So big summer. Uh, those were all the topics right there. And um, I can just say that we love hearing feedback from you that these hit right on some of the things that you need. And chances are you're doing a lot of those really well. And there are one, just like Jonathan and I, there's one or two that really stuck out. Yeah, I mean, it's something that really there's never an end to it. So as we, you know, approach the the destination of this summer series, it's not really a finish line. It's just another starting line in disguise. You know, there's an opportunity to take these episodes and and go back and listen to them with a group, listen to them, you know, with your with your team, with your organization. Um, use them as a resource. They're great reminders that you can tuck away and, and pull back and recount from time to time that are really going to help you head, continue to head in the right direction. So um, as we close this one out, I just want to invite you to really consider joining us for our fall effective leaders cohort. If any one of these stuck out to you in any way over the course of these last 13 weeks, consider making an investment in your life and leadership to become the best leader you can, who's leading from a place of health and creating amazing change and transformation within your leadership context. And honestly, if you want to create change in others, then it starts with us. We know mm -hmm. that is that we can't give what we don't have. And leaders who are hungry and who are working on themselves, working to develop these skills, here's what's different is we're not just dumping a bunch of content on you. And sometimes we dump content on you here in the podcast. We, we understand that. We want to leave time for reflection. 
But actually, within these two-hour blocks, there's plenty of time for reflection, which introverts say, oh, they're loving that. Busy leaders are loving that there's space. You can literally kick off your shoes and you turn your video screen off for a while. And I'll say, reflect on this for 10 minutes. And we also bring tools so that you are empowered to be able to do something with that afterwards. And here's the best tool um, that we have on this. We coach people through that tool. And then lastly, you get to know a community of people. And so we break this up into the same discussion groups so that you can talk through this concept. In order to learn, you need to be able to talk it through in real time. You need to be able to practice with it. And you need to be able to reflect on it and get some time interpersonally to realize my struggle is different from Jonathan's and is different from Sarah's and is different from Kaylee's. And it's really important for us to be able to talk through that, to normalize it, but also to go and apply it. So we've given you ample time and space. We give you a week between that to be able to apply it as well. So we're not just dumping it in 12 hours on you. Hey, here we go. No, it's actually 20 hours over the course of 10 weeks with that bonus week where we introduce all these together. And I just wanted to end by actually um, sharing and just reminding you that the work of leadership is never done. The work of leadership is never done. While this summer series ends, we've covered these topics, even from this side of it, covered topics that I've been talking about for a long time and I work on each week. Um, the reality is seasons change. And um, I just wanted to share on this last topic of health that uh, this last season was incredibly challenging uh, for my family and I. And I would describe it as cascading change and challenge in my own life. Um, everything from a house flood that we had completely had a full redo of our basement, our family, our home was in transition for a long time. Other challenges around our house that just kept coming at us during that time, um, pushing hard with something new that was amazing called Leap Year that just finished up. My kids in a lot of change and transition. I have four kids and something's always changing um, with them. But we had an adult um, this last year. My daughter graduated last year and um, she's working a job and uh, has been living on her own. And, and that's a big change. And so when I looked back and processed all the change that I had been through in 12 months and even in you know six or nine months, I realized, man, no wonder I'm tired. I've been through a lot. And so I actually, in, in this last topic of health margin, I realized that I need to pull up this fall. And so while fall is normally a time of huge momentum for one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm actually going to pull back, take on less one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, focus on this cohort where we can train people in groups, continue with the coaching clients that I already have, and really take some time. I'm actually creating more time for space and rest and replenishment. I love fly fishing. I love reconnecting with friends. Uh, I love getting outside. Uh, as my kids go back to school, I have a little bit more margin and time and space for myself. And so that's a change that I've made this fall. And that is huge for me. I'm actually taking Fridays off. And that's going to force me to say no the rest of my week. That's going to challenge some of the things I'm doing earlier in the week to make sure that I get everything done. But I'll tell you guys, I've never heard a leader that's made a serious change that looks back and say, oh, I was too aggressive with my health. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have taken the extra time and space to be able to do that. And I'm excited now to be able to head into that journey, but honestly, to be able to have some more energy in the tank. We are launching some new things in 2024. And if I don't create the space for that right now, it's just not going to happen. 
And so last fall was very different as we launched Leap Year. This fall, I've got a little bit of extra margin if I keep it and I protect it. And I just want to invite you, we want to end this episode by what is your change? What is your risk that you need to embrace? Friends, we can't get around risk. There are going to be some unintended consequences of me taking a little extra time off to replenish. There are going to be some good ones and there are going to be some FOMO ones that are going to be hard to say no to and some other challenges with that. But that, my friends, is the essence of leadership, is the trade-offs that we have to take and we have to make in our lives and in our leadership. They impact others. Hopefully, we, we are communicating them well. Hopefully, we're doing them in a healthy way. We're staying consistent. But what you do now sets you up for the next season. And as I looked back and realized, man, I've been through a lot and rest, margin, replenishment aren't just going to come our way naturally. We are actually going to have to fight for them and to be able to create the space for them. We are going to leave you with that question to think through as we fade out here from this whole summer series. What is the big risk that you need to take right now? to protect your health so that you can continue to live and lead well for the long haul. Signing out here, Jonathan and I are so glad you guys are listening. We just want to say thank you. We want to remind you, sign up for the Effective Leader Cohort. Bring a friend, bring your team. It's a great thing to go through together. Together, The uh, link is below in the show notes. We will see you there in the Effective Leader Cohort this fall. Signing out from Stay Forth Leadership Podcast, our summer series, Words to Live and Lead By.